Hey, I'm Emmett Dempsey with Treasure Coast Mortgage here in Port St. Lucie. And on this video, we're talking about private mortgage insurance, PMI, and why it is a good thing for you. No, that's not true. That's impossible. Yes, Luke, it is true. I know we see a lot of videos out there on YouTube about getting rid of your PMI and how to avoid PMI. But I'm going to show you done this video about how it's a good thing for you, how you can use it to your advantage, and why I believe a PMI is good. You just have to understand it. So I'm going to help give you some clarity, kind of go over the different types of PMI uh, for different loan types, and kind of show you a real, real world example as to why PMI is good for you, in my opinion. So let's go ahead and take a look at some uh, examples here. Okay, what is PMI? Okay, private mortgage insurance. That's what it stands for, private mortgage insurance. Okay, uh, it's an insurance policy designed to protect the lender in case of default of the loan. Okay, it's not homeowner's insurance, it's private mortgage insurance that protects the lender in case of your default. Okay, but what it does, it incentivizes lenders to lend by minimizing their downside risk and make more loans with smaller down payments, which is good for consumers. So basically, uh, it allows lenders to take risk, mitigate their risk, and to offer more liquidity in the mortgage market for lower down payments. Now, I know a lot of the clients that I work, I work with, they're putting any, any, anywhere from zero on VA. You know, most of my clients, anywhere from zero to 5% is kind of a sweet spot. Uh, you know, and then you have some folks that are to sell a house, put down 20%, but it's a myth out there that you must put down 20%. So what PMI does, provides mortgage liquidity for buyers who are not as cash rich, uh, for your, especially for your first time home buyers. It allows you to buy a home with, with a little to no down payment. Okay. History, let's talk about the history of PMI. You know, kind of give you a one over the world history. You know, it's in the United States, uh, PMI first appeared around 1880, you know, in the late 1800s. Okay, and it grew rapidly, you know, uh, throughout those years until the roaring 20s, just like most things, they, they all kind of got crazy. Uh, stock market, real estate market, what have you, um, only to be completely wiped out by the, by the crash depression. By 1933, they were all gone, okay? And, you know, and then that's when, uh, in response to the Great Depression, FHA and VA started in 1934, and they picked up some of the, the PMI burden, you know, for those people in the, in, in the, who qualified. You know, VA had to be a veteran, you know, and, and FHA had its own, own uh, requirements, um, you know, and they've gotten easier over the years. You know, but uh, there was no private mortgage insurance companies outside of FHA and VA until 1956. That's 23 years, guys. Like, what if after 2008, PMI is just shut, the private mortgage insurance company shut down, you know, it's 2021, and that'd be another 10 years we'll be waiting, you know, so just kind of put that in perspective. Uh, until uh, Wisconsin, the state of Wisconsin passed a law chartering the Mortgage Guarantee Insurance Corporation, better known as MGIC, and they're one of, one of our, our major mortgage insurers to this day. Okay, um, let's talk about the major loan types, you know, uh, you know PMI summary. Okay, basically conventional, Fannie Freddie, putting down less than 20%, you're gonna have PMI. Um, FHA has a monthly mortgage insurance and a funding fee, okay, which is a form of, more of insurance or risk mitigation, uh, regardless of the loan to value. And VA, no monthly mortgage insurance, uh, but it has a funding fee required, you know, there are some exceptions. Okay, let's get into conventional, you know, Fannie Freddie. You know, you know it's needed when the loan to value is 80% or less. Okay, and there's different tiers, roughly at 97%. If you're a first-time home buyer, you can put down 3%. 
um, and then there's, there's 95 and 90, and, and then that's kind of when you know uh, with the mortgage insurance coverage drops, and of course the the premium drops, you know, uh, as you put put more down. Um, in fact, one of the comparisons we'll do is like 80% no PMI versus 85% as itty bitty bit of PMI, you know, and, and then that difference in cash to close, um, it, it's definitely a good comparison that I run for folks like that. Okay. There's different methods that you can pay it. You know, most of, the, of my clients will do it monthly. That way, it allows you some flexibility. Should things change, you want to sell, um, you know, or, or refinance, you know, shortly down the road. Um, you know, paying it monthly is, is the easiest way um, to do so. Or, or you can do upfront mortgage insurance. You know, and, you know depending on on the market. Uh, you can just buy it out and cost you, you know, a couple thousand dollars and you're just done. But again, what if things change and then you got to sell it, you don't get the, you don't get that money back. So you got to really uh, know what your goals are um, you know, when you're buying that house. And then uh, you can do a split, basically, you know, 50-50. You can pay some up front in, in, a, in a premium or in some monthly or you go with lender paid. And I'm going to go over a monthly versus lender paid. Basically, lender paid, you know, you just pay points up front or it's built into your interest rate. Um, so that's kind of what uh, lender paid. It's kind of a form of upfront mortgage insurance. Um, so when, when can it be removed? Okay, so basically 80% automatically, right? Well, not, not necessarily. You know, uh, by law, there's a, it's called the Homeownership Protection Act of 1998, and at 78% it falls off. However, if you read the language, it's, it's when it's projected to reach 78% based on, on your closing documents of the purchase price uh, or loan amount uh, when you bought the house. So you, you see that, that big long amortization form uh, table. It's kind of like got a bunch of numbers about 360 payments, and you know, th and there's a calculated date when you're scheduled to reach 78%. They don't just automatically check the marketplace and say, oh, you're at 78% based on the on uh, AVM or something or an appraisal. Like they don't do that. It's based on a projected date of when it's supposed to reach that date based on amortization paydown, not appreciation, just amortization paydown. Okay, so you, so you don't rely on the 78% rule. Like it's not automatic. It's when it reaches 78% of when it's projected uh, to reach so. So if, if, you know, we've had some great appreciation lately, I think case show was just recently 10% you know, year over year. Um, so you have to, you know, there's other procedures. You have to call your servicer, uh, it all depends on the mortgage insurance company, but it's MGIC, like we talked about. There's others, you know, uh, uh, Radian, et cetera. There's a, there's a handful of others, uh, other mortgage insurance companies. Okay. You know, generally 80%, you know, uh, with appraisal, you know, there, there's a procedure. You know, sometimes it may, may make you hold on to it for like two years. It all depends on the mortgage insurance company, but you don't really talk with them. You have to go through your servicer who collects your mortgage payments, and then they'll give you a procedure about how to remove PMI. Okay. Okay, moving on. Um, FHA and VA. Basically, uh, FHA, you know, it's required on all mortgages regardless of LTV. Um, you have your upfront mortgage insurance premium. It's 1.75% of the loan amount, okay? You know, and then uh, you know, there's monthly mortgage insurance, usually 0.85% of, uh, of the purchase price. And then, and then divided by 12, you know, if you put down 3.5%, you put down 5% um, or more, it drops by 0.5%. By and you go to 15, it's slightly lower mortgage insurance, but basically it's there the entire duration of the loan. There's no getting rid of it. So you have your, your upfront premium and then you have your monthly mortgage insurance. But, but in, in exchange, usually FHA rates are lower than conventional rates. So they, they usually kind of, kind of even out. So you have to do a comparison, whether if you need to go FHA for your personal situation, whether you know, short sale bankruptcy wait times are, are a little more forgiving on FHA versus conventional. So you just have to uh, you know, run the numbers and see. 
Okay. VA, which is kind of the one I have, and, and for, for veterans, uh, there's no monthly PMI. Uh, it has, has a funding fee. You know, for your first time use, the 2.3%, you know, and then 3.6% subsequent use, you know, every, every time that you use it. If you're more than 10% uh, disabled, um, you know, then you have a, a, a service connected disability. The funding fee is waived, which can save you. Now, the funding fees are financed, okay? So it's, it's not a, a closing cost. Um, both in FHA and VA, they're actually finance fees. Um, so they're just make your loan up bigger. So you'll see what's called a base loan and a gross loan. And, and that gross loan, you know, you know, you know, a lot of clients will say, well, I'm putting down three and a half percent of FHA. Why is my loan amount some weird numbers? Because it's, they add the funding fee on top. So it's finance funding fee that goes to HUD or goes to the Department of Veteran Affairs or VA. Okay. So there's that. Okay. So, uh, right now, I'm going to go over a, a situation of uh, what if you're buying a house for $300,000? We're going to just talk about uh, conventional uh, right now. Um, what if? What are your PMI types? I'm going to show you the, the, the differences of why I think PMI is a, is a good thing. And here we go. Okay. Basically, you know what, what I see right here you know, is, is, is this is a, my, my mortgage coach. You know, all my, all my clients, I send, send one of these mortgage coach total cost analysis. Okay, this is $300,000, 20% down standard. You know, purchase price, you know, 2.99 rate, you know, 1411, you know, payment, you know, basically I based that off of 150 insurance, 250 taxes. This is just an estimation. Okay. So uh, basically it would be a $1,400 and change payment with 67, 68,000 cash to close. Okay. That's with standard closing costs, standard seller side payments, basically a standard contract. Okay. You know, versus uh, 95% with BPMI, a borrower paid MI, basically, um, you know, the, what most folks take is the bar paid MI, you know, still the same rate, but your loan amount is bigger. 1653 payment is $241, $241 a month more, but also it's like $44,000 less out of cash out of pocket. So that's really where the rub is. Basically, yes, it's $241 a month in payment. And my advice is usually cash is king and at least look at it side by side. You know, look at say, is it really worth $241 a month because if you divide that like 44,000 by 241, it's about 180 months. That's 15 years to break even. So it, you know, it's like the opportunity cost of that 40 grand. Can I put that somewhere else? Can I invest in my college, you know, my kids' education, invest in the market? So you got to like look at at, at the, that opportunity cost of, of of those funds, and you know, only use as much cash as you absolutely need to to have an affordable payment that works for you and your family. Okay, you know, and this is the uh, the 95% uh, lender pay LPMI. You know, so it's a 2.99 rate. It's slightly more in closing costs because it has like a uh, uh, a point buy down in order. And you know, that's how they, fund, they finance the lender pay MI. At the same, you know, no point. Basically, th this rate would be higher. But I kept the rates the same just so you can see, like, you can pay for it in the cost. It's about $52, $52 a month. You know, it's just a little bit more uh, in points. And, and you can see it's about $4,000 more. You know, uh, in order to do that, and it may or may or may, or may not make sense. You know, I, that's why bar paid MI is usually usually the cheapest all the way around because you know, it's the lowest out of cash out of pocket, it's, and and it's generally the lowest payment, best bang for your buck overall. So, um, that's it in a nutshell, guys. That's why I believe PMI is uh, definitely a good thing for buyers. If you have any any questions personally about choices when you're buying a house, um, definitely give me a call. Go to DempseyMortgage.com. We can run the, this Mortgage Coast Total Cost Analysis for you and your family just to see what works best for you. Uh, here's some more videos here. You know, at that talk more about some other cool mortgage topics. I want to thank you so much for watching, uh, and I'll see you guys on the next one.